now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, you're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. The show is brought to you in part by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group, and Lori Zorn, insurance manager for Island Savings. If you need an opinion from experts on insurance and mortgages, Denise and Lori are people that you should chat with. You can get their contact information by visiting the CFAX website at cfax1070.com. If you look under shows, you'll find us, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe, and there you'll find Denise and Lori's contact information. Or you can always find me online uh, or on social media or basically anywhere. I'm happy to chat with you as well, too. Uh, we've had some amazing weather lately, uh, definitely a departure from our extended winter this year. Uh, people are enjoying parks, beaches, and exploring other parts of the island and also the province. But there are also a lot of people who are using the season, season to perform needed maintenance on their homes as the weather is good. Today, we'll be talking with Jason Story from Perfectly Clear Window Cleaning and Gutter Maintenance. Plus, a little later, we'll have a conversation about the real estate market in and if you think Victoria's been warm, how about Phoenix, Arizona? Because we'll be talking with Dan Gonan at Remax Excalibur. But to start, we always like to hear from our listeners. We had an email this week from Bruce, and I'll just read it to you here. Uh, I'd like some clarity on the issue of double ending. I've been told that I could get a better deal by going to the listing agent directly since no other agent will be involved. However, some agents I've approached won't offer a commission break. What are the rules? Um, okay, this is going to be a long one, uh, Bruce. Uh, and as a reminder to everyone who's maybe scrambling for their pen and paper right now, um, if you don't catch this entire recording, uh, you can always, or this entire show, you can always listen to one of our recordings uh, on the CFAX. 1070.com website, uh, or you can download our podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Um, so the topic about double ending. Uh, what Bruce is basically asking is uh, the thought that if you're looking for a house and you find something that's interesting, do you go directly to the agent whose name is on the sign and ask them for a, a break in either cost of the house or a kickback in fees? Uh, or some sort of advantage because there is no other agent involved? That's a really good question. It comes up with us all the time. There's a number of things that I need to bring up here. The first thing is on the topic of commission. Uh, People often think that there is a commission for the agent who is working with the seller and an agent that is working for the buyer. And if someone like Bruce is going to the seller's agent directly without a buyer agent, the thought is, well, hey, maybe I can get the house for cheaper or maybe I can get some money back. Uh, Well, I want to dispel a myth right now. There is one commission. So when a seller contracts with an agent to list their house for sale, they have an agreement with the real estate brokerage, you know, the brokerage names you're all familiar with, that basically says that if the listing agent was able to find a sale for the seller, that the seller would pay the brokerage a fee of X dollars. Uh, X dollars. There is one fee. There's not two fees. There's one. And the contract basically says that if there is a second agent involved on a cooperative uh, basis, that the listing agent would share their commission with that particular person. It doesn't say that if there is no second person that there would be half. Um, This is an agreement strictly between the seller and the listing agent. 
Now, the second part of this is uh, the expectation of getting any sort of uh, commission break or deal uh, if you're going to the seller directly. This is really common, actually, in marketplaces like Vancouver. Uh, we hear uh, that agents are, are asked this question all the time. It is not required. So, Bruce, you asked me the question, what are the rules? Uh, there are actually no rules. It is really an agreement between the seller and the listing agent, um, when you think about it at its core, if you are coming in unrepresented, you don't have an agent, uh, you are coming in on your own, that does not mean that you're representing yourself. This is not a Perry Mason law um, uh, drama that you see on TV, you know, where people represent themselves uh, in, in that respect. You're not really representing yourself. Um, and why is that? Well, you don't have the education, the schooling, you don't take the, the regular um, uh, training that realtors are required to do. You're not paying the licensing and the fees and dues and all of these things. Uh, so consequently, you're not representing yourself. You're actually coming in as an outsider. And by that, what I mean is agents, the, the agent representing the seller will not typically represent you. Now, we have this thing called limited dual agency. I'll talk about that in just a moment here. But in the case of you wanting to go to the seller directly, to the listing agent directly, uh, and want to buy the house, you have to know that anything that you say can be used against you against you. And the reason for that is the listing agent works for the seller. They have an agreement with the seller. Uh, they have responsibilities with the seller. Uh, if you are a stranger, you're not a client of the listing agent. Uh, you're not coming in as anyone's client. Um, really, you're on your own. And this is an important thing to understand. And that's what we in the real estate business call agency. Um, the seller has an agency relationship with the listing agent. Most buyers are working with a buyer's agent. They have an agency relationship with buyer's agents. Uh, and that is generally how things are bought or sold. If you were working with an agent, they would represent you as a buyer, look after your best interests, make sure that everything is taken care of, negotiate on your behalf. Uh, and, and, and the idea is, of course, you have somebody in your court. Um, the, the other thing that I do want to mention, too, is if there was, for instance, if there was some sort of commission break or commission deal, do you really think that the agent would give it to you as a stranger? It would actually make more sense to me that if the agent was willing to do that, they would actually offer it to their client, the seller. Right. So uh, there's a, there's a big conversation here. Like I said, we could go on for a very long time. But the thing that I want to reiterate is the fact that um, you asked about the rules. Uh, there is no rule that says that an agent is required to do this. And consequently, this is the reason why most of the time on a percentage basis, when sales happen, the buyer is being represented by a buyer agent. There's a lot of benefits, by the way, to working with a buyer agent. Uh, the first thing is uh, you will get a complete unbiased opinion about properties, about values, uh, about um, other important aspects of a house. When you think about it, the agent for the seller is trying to sell the seller's house. 
And it's their job to make the house look fantastic and you know, really build it up from a marketing standpoint. Whereas you want that opinion of your trusted realtor who says, you know, maybe this won't be a great resale. Maybe the stairs are a problem. Maybe the yard will be a problem when you resell four or five years down the road. There's a lot of value in that for you. Uh, the other thing, of course, is the whole negotiation process uh, because their job is to negotiate on your behalf to make sure you get the best result. And admittedly, it's a little harder in a strong market as we've seen recently, but that brings up another important thing, and that is if you're going in with multiple offers and you're competing with 5 or 10 or 20 other people, you need to make sure that you have the expert on your side that not only um, uh well, the main thing is they get you the house. Like they have to make, you can try to negotiate all you can in a multiple offer situation, but the key is it doesn't really help you at all if you don't get the house. So having that buyer agent is crucial, plus the fact that they are generally free. They end up getting paid by the brokerage whose name is on the sign. Uh, you know, I can't say that's 100% of the time. It's probably like 95 or 96% of the time. And what that really means is you get that service. It's embedded within the purchase price of your home. So, uh, Bruce, again, uh, there is no rule. Uh, the, the last thing that I want to uh, finish with here is we talked about limited dual agency, about agents representing both the buyer and the seller in a transaction. Uh, the listeners here may know the provincial government has intervened recently and the real estate council, the governing body of real estate, uh, has been talking about doing away with that aspect, doing away with an agent being able to service both the buyer and the seller. Uh, and if you need to know as well, it's something that I very seldom do because that is an area that invites potential conflict. So, uh, wow, that was a long one, uh, but thanks for the question, Bruce. It was a really important one. Uh, and as a reminder, if you have a question that you'd like to answer on our show, please visit cfax1070.com where you'll find our contact information or you can call our hotline, which is 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. We're going to take a break here, but when we get back, we'll be chatting with Jason Story about your windows and gutters. Back in a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, you're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We just had a uh, rather long expose, a conversation about double ending and about buying properties through the listing agent. And if you missed it, I just want to remind you, you'll find this uh, probably online by our podcast. You can download uh, either on iTunes or on Google Play, or you can always go to the CFAX 1070 website where you can listen to our past shows. Uh, you can uh, basically find many of our prior shows. Always lots of great information. I always learn things just by being here. So it would be great for you to listen as well, too. Uh, our guest in the studio right now is Jason Story. Jason is from Perfectly Clear Window Cleaning and Gutter Maintenance. Jason, thanks for coming. Hi, Tony. Thanks for having me. Jason, of course, I know you. I've known you for years. Uh, you are the guy that walks around with the orange shirt, and you've got the <laughs> orange vehicles as well, too, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We um, like to get noticed. Yeah, and, and you do. You do. So I had mentioned at the very beginning of the show that uh, the season's great because people are out having you know doing fun things, but a lot of people are working around their house as well, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. When the sun comes out, it, it shows off all those streaks on the glass and our phones start going crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's I've been thinking of you a lot because I'm doing this big renovation at our house and the windows are so dirty, like they're horrible. <laughs> you know, you really appreciate clean windows 
Well, well you, don't, you don't notice them until you don't have clean windows, right? Yeah, it's amazing how many people will say that they didn't realize how dirty their windows were until we've cleaned them and they suddenly realize what they're supposed to look like. It, 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 is, yeah, it is just amazing. You've been around for a while now. You've been doing this for about 10 years or something. Yeah, right? just over. Actually, on, on uh, the first day of this month, June 1st, we celebrated 10 years of being in business. Yeah. So yeah. here's a question for you because I know a lot of people get out there in the summer weather with their ladders and they go, I think I'm going to wash my own windows. <laughs> um, obviously, you get called and you're busy. Yes. So why do people call you instead of do this themselves? Because it, it seems like it would be an easy enough job. Like, by the way, I have seen homemade window cleaning jobs, and they're not that great. But, <laughs> but yeah, why, why yeah, do people there, call? There is, I mean, it's not rocket science, but it's like anything else in this world. With practice comes perfection. And to be able to do it extremely well and very quickly um, is, is something that a, a, a good professional window cleaner can do for you. Um, whereas if, if you're a homeowner with a bottle of Windex and a rag going around in, in circles, it just makes me either cringe or laugh when I see this happening. It, you know, it's, it, it's going to take a homeowner 10 times as long to, to reach, achieve a result that's, you know, only at best half, half as good. Yeah, and and that's not even taking into account the danger. Yes, I and mean, how, how many times have we heard of people that have fallen off their ladders when they're trying to do something like this? Yes, well, and uh, especially you know if you get elderly folks that um, you know are perhaps a little proud and want to continue to do things that they were once able to do five, ten, fifteen years ago. Uh, if I had, <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time. <laughs> Uh, 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 an elderly woman pulled me aside. Uh, well, actually, no, it's more what the, an elderly man pulls me aside and says, you know, I used to do this, but <laughs> she won't let me anymore. Good for her. <laughs> but there's a good reason. There's a good reason why they shouldn't be up on ladders. Yeah. People who aren't used to it and don't know how to use a ladder properly shouldn't be up there trying to do this kind of work. Well, okay, let's touch on, touch on this for just a second here because um, there is going to be people like me, listeners like me, who went from a condo to a house. Okay. And so a house that I bought many years ago now, uh, I thought, yeah, I'm going to do these windows. Now, it was a tall house, like it was a three stories from the back, the backyard. So I went and bought myself the long extension ladder, and I went, and I got to say, like, I was younger then. This is like 15 years ago. Okay. That's scary. Like when you're up on the ladder, like people think that it's an easy job. Yeah. I mean, you guys are on this all the time, but um, I could very easily have gotten injured. And I'm telling you, I am never doing that again. Yeah. Uh, well, and I mean, it, it, you certainly have to have a head for heights in, in this line of work. But when you know what you're doing with the ladder and you do it every day, day in, day out, as long as you don't become complacent, you you, you get very comfortable with doing it. And uh and, yeah, it, it takes that danger away from the homeowners. For sure. Let us take care of it. We're here with uh, Jason Story. He's with Perfectly Clear Window Cleaning and Gutter Maintenance. Um, so on, on the topic of windows, like, you, first of all, you do residential and commercial, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, you you use product. Like, you're not just, people aren't, people use whatever, water and Windex, like you said. You yep. use special products. Uh, well, funny you should ask that because... Uh, it's absolutely no secret what we use in our cleaning solution. It's biodegradable dish soap in water. Excellent. And that's it. Okay. Anyone can use it and do it. 
what you have to get good at is using a squeegee in a way that doesn't leave streaks. Uh, and again, that comes with practice. a lot of practice. Yeah. Um, hey, we've seen you guys up there with razors too. Yes, we do use razors when uh, when the debris on the windows is tough, you yeah. know, um, bug marks and post-construction debris. But again, you have to know what you're doing. If you use a razor on the wrong type of glass, then you can leave scratches. Oh, of course. So, Or you see glass with film on it or things like yes, that. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, and, or um, plexiglass instead of glass yeah um, you have to you have to know what you're doing yes for sure all right well so it's windows you do you also do gutters because when you're up there that's that's another area to that that people can have yes uh, yeah we 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 take care of all sorts of um of maintenance around the house um in terms of you know getting your house ready for for sale say um if if that's what you're trying to do i, I like to look at it as we sort of do two so different types of maintenance we do the aesthetic curb, uh, curb appeal side of maintenance uh, where you're trying to get your windows looking nice and your perhaps your siding washed or the moss uh, taken off your roof you know so that it, it looks nicer for when you're you have um, viewers coming by but then we also do um, maintenance that's more for your home's well, well-being, the, the sort of maintenance that a building inspector is going to pick up on, like gutter repairs and gutter cleaning. Any good building inspector that uh, that a, a buyer has hired is going to walk in and, and tell them that the gutters need cleaning or that the downpipes are disconnected or whatever. Mm. And we take care of all of that kind well, of thing and, as well. And this is another thing, too, because you we've had this conversation before. You, you guys clean the gutters out by hand. That's right. Because right. what some people will do is they'll stick a hose in there <laughs> so t tell listeners what the what the drawback about using the hose to clean a gutter is. Yeah, uh, well, if you put a hose in, you're basically just flushing the debris all around the gutter. It's it's kind of swimming back and forth, and some of it's going down the downpipe and and can wind up in your perimeter drain, which can cause all sorts of problems below ground yeah. level with blockages. And then you'll have to get a plumber out to take care of that. Um, and then when you're done, you've still got debris in the gutter that in the next heavy rain is going to shoot to the top of the downpipe and block up that outlet. And then you're going to still have overflows despite having gone out there and trying, you know, spent all that time trying to take care of it. Well, and, and that's a reminder to people. I mean, the, the point of the gutter and the downspout is to move water, right? Yes. Away from the roof. It's not, it's not a it's not like a garburator. It's not like it, it doesn't take like you've got to remove the debris. Now there's an invention. There we go. <laughs> the gutter garburator. <laughs> That's right. Turn the switch on. There we go. Right. Um, yeah, because it can, it can, and, and that's what we have seen before too, is when perimeter drains get clogged up, that's one of the reasons why, right? Yes. And then, and then the job becomes that much more massive, that much more expensive when you have to dig up your yard to fix a blocked perimeter drain. If, if it's that bad that, you know, a plumber can't just sort of. Yeah. Roto rooter it out or whatever. Oh yeah, over yeah, years it can become it can become a very expensive project at that point. Because over fix. years and accumulation and things like that, it's 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 not a good thing. Yes. Yeah. So get, getting a professional like you guys in to uh, um, to take care of this stuff is important. So yes. yeah, you you know one of my pet peeves getting back to gutters, I, I got to say here is one of my pet peeves when I go look at a house and you know somebody's asked me to give them an evaluation or assessment and they always ask me to give them suggestions on what to do. I always look up and say you got to clean those gutters. Like the uh, the facing of the gutters sometimes. Yes. Like it's an area that people often forget about, right? Yeah, and that's another uh, aesthetic thing. And we do that. We'll, we uh, we don't own a power washer at all. We wow. do everything with okay. uh, extension poles and brushes. And we uh, 
we wash down the outsides of gutters and vinyl siding and all of that 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 can get dusty and mildewy lots of green and black sort of mildew on on especially on the north sides of the the buildings we can wash all that down and get it looking almost brand new again it's amazing how much a house can look tired and old yeah. and yet all of a sudden you do that and it and it pops it uh oh, i've seen it, it many times yeah it um you know and when it looks dirty like that it looks even if it's subconsciously to a buyer it looks like it's got yeah neglected neglected like yeah. it's got problems well, hey, listen, Whereas Jason, really it's just a little bit of aesthetics. And that's what you're here for. Well, listen, uh, we're going to talk more. It's time for a quick little break here. Uh, we're here with Jason Story from Perfectly Clear Window Cleaning and Gutter Maintenance. We'll be back in just a second. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe, here on CFAX 1070. Our show is brought to you by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group, and Lori Zorn, insurance manager for Island Savings. I've been having a conversation here with Jason Story. Jason runs Perfectly Clear Window Cleaning and Gutter Maintenance. You might recognize these guys uh, with their orange-colored trucks and their ladders uh, and also their orange shirts, which Jason is wearing right now in the studio. Um, Jason, thanks again for coming. Thanks again for having me. Now, just before the break, we were talking about how a simple cleaning on the outside of the house can make it pop. And where we left off before the break was talking about how sometimes, because um, it's kind of deferred maintenance. Like often the outside of the house is an area that people kind of forget about. You know, we're Absolutely. talking siding, we're talking windows, we're talking the gutter fascias, right? Yeah. Uh, these are things that you, you take care of. Yes. Um, you, you also touched a little bit earlier about how you not only have regular clients that you visit several times a year, like me, you know, you come to my house, uh, but also too, you do prepare houses for sale when people want to get their properties uh, on the market, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So typically what do people ask you when they're saying, I got to sell my house? Yeah. Usually it's window cleaning. Um, and I have to say, I should point out whether it's for sale or otherwise, I, people should really give us the opportunity to clean their windows inside and out. Quite often, we'll get asked to do the outsides only, yeah. and the whole the homeowners have very good intentions of getting around to the inside. Inside, but only about maybe one in twenty five is ever going to do it, and the difference is enormous. People don't realize, even people with immaculate homes who really care about the cleanliness of their homes, most of them still have quite a bit of stuff on the inside of their glass. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's, and it's this, just... Because film accumulates over time, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think people don't tend to look at their windows. They look through their windows. Yeah. And, and it's easy to just not notice what's actually on that glass. Well, you know, one of the areas that I typically point out to people is when I see a lot of mildew around um, aluminum window frames, or metal uh, window frames in particular. Yes. And um, generally speaking, it's it's not just the mildew that's there that maybe would cause a buyer to, to wonder what's happening, but it also gives them a thought of what else is not being done here. Yes, right? it it. it raises other red flags in their in their mind when it's sure. really just a minor thing and it's just yeah. you know it's something they could clean the house. Well, well tell me though when when people get you to do the outside but they don't do the inside of the windows what is usually the reason is it because they they feel that they they're going to do it themselves or yes the, the, they they see the outside as something they can't do because it requires ladders and whatnot whereas the inside that for the most part they feel like they can just 
stand and walk around their house and reach it. But uh, except for the fact that, as you just said, many times they just don't. They just don't. For all for all the best intentions, they just don't. Yeah, and and it's amazing. I've I've had people all the time tell me how much brighter and cleaner and bigger their space looks yeah. once we've cleaned the windows. Not just the windows, but it actually brightens and cleans up visually yeah. everything else that's uh, in the house. Okay, it's the weirdest thing because I, I know this feeling. Like the the house feels cleaner. Yes. When the windows are clean. Absolutely. And I'm sure some of the listeners will identify it with that as well too. Oh, they're just the windows, but what a difference, eh? Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's it's like the icing on the cake when you've cleaned everything else up. Uh, I get yeah. it. I get it. Um, actually, before I forget, Jason, your phone number, people need to reach you. Oh, yes. Uh, well, people, you know, um, we service everywhere from North Nanaimo to, Ni North Nanaimo to all of Greater Victoria. Yeah. Uh, so in Victoria, 250-213-8159. In the Cowichan Valley, 250-701-3094. And up in Nanaimo, 250-713-0170. Or you can visit our website at www.perfectly-clear.ca. Or you can email us at info at perfectly-clear.ca. That's great. I, I apologize. I have forgotten to mention the fact that you service Nanaimo South. Yes. So you you've got a large service area. Not only that, but you've got a you've got a team. I mean, you don't do this on your own. You got a whole bunch of guys that that work for you. That's right. Yeah, I've currently got five uh, cleaners out there. I've got a two person crew in one truck, a three person crew in another, and then I'm uh, I'm on tools here and there. But you know, usually I'm running around doing estimates and 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 whatnot as well. And then in the office, we have uh, our office manager Amanda who. Uh, takes all the calls, responds to all the emails, uh, does our, all our scheduling. I, I don't know what I'd uh, do without her. Yeah. We took her on uh, three years ago now, and uh, one of the best things we, we ever did. Yeah, absolutely. Now, hey, and this is the other thing, because you, you, have, you have put together a well-run business. This is very different from when we get those flyers in the mail from the guy who says, I'm in your neighborhood and I got a bucket. Yeah. I, I, I like, want to hire your, I want to wash your windows. I like to call those guys cowboys. And uh, yeah, I've heard a few stories from customers even who've, you know, obviously hired us instead of the guy. One guy showed up on a bicycle once and, and, you know, he could only basically do windows of places that were ground level or <laughs> where the homeowners owned their own ladders. Ladder. Oh my goodness. And uh, it was just the yeah. Oh, and the, the and the thing. caution there for consumers always is when you're looking at hiring somebody like that. What is their WCB coverage? Yeah, and liability insurance. Yeah. Yes. Because if if that fellow was on your own ladder on your house and fell off and injured themselves, then who is liable, right? Yes. Yeah, the homeowner. I always like to say if I, you know, having both WCB coverage and liability insurance. If I fall off my ladder and land on your car, mm -hmm. <laughs> me and your car are both covered. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. I'll try not to do that. Um, now hasn't happened in ten years. So. Yeah, don't let it <laughs> Touch happen. Wood. Don't let it happen. Yeah, <laughs> keep that way. Uh, getting back to gutters, we talked about cleaning gutters, doing it by hand, not using a hose because it just clogs up the downspouts and also the uh, drain tile. Uh, you also, you mentioned before the break, you don't even own a power washer. 
That's right. And that, I think, oh, actually, that surprises me. Because you do siding as well, too, right? Mostly vinyl siding. Okay. Uh, we can do some hardy planks, some wood. I mean, but I've seen so, people clean vinyl siding with power washers. Yeah, it's really not recommended. I think if you speak to most people out there, most experts will tell you that you don't want to be hitting siding with anything stronger than mm. the water pressure in a standard garden hose because the water can actually get up in behind the siding and into the into you know in the in the building envelope there and and start to cause you problems and with you never moisture see it. in the wood behind oh and you'd never see it it would cause you know the problem would be growing behind your siding for months or years before you would notice that you have a problem and then the problem would be huge yeah so therefore you guys clean them all by hand that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing too is uh, for the gutters, you guys install gutter guards. We do. Yes. And uh, I, I was thinking about uh, mentioning that to you because uh, it's one of those things where, again, if, if we're if we're talking about sort of um, thinking about selling your home, this is one of the things you can do, especially if you have a lot of trees that shed a lot of debris yeah. over your home. And if, you know, it's not the sort of thing you're going to fork out the money to do at the last minute because <laughs> you're listing your house on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you're one of those people um, who constantly thinks about the resale of your house, even though you're nowhere near ready to, to, to move or anything, um, then it's, it's a great thing. It's something that uh, if, you know, in five, ten years from now when you do decide to sell, you're able to tell your real estate agent or the buyer's real estate agent that, hey, you know what, if they're concerned about all these trees over the house, you can tell them that they've had gutter guards installed for the last five years or 10 years and they keep the gutters flowing and they keep the debris out of the gutters. Yeah, I know. I commonly notice that on like one and a half story houses when you're upstairs, for instance, and you look down and you see the gutter guard. And it's one of the things I'll always identify to my client. I'll say, look at this, they've got gutter guards. But but your, your point is a good one. We've brought it up on this show many times in the past. Um, do this stuff in advance so you can enjoy it. Yes. Instead of just doing it the day yeah. you're thinking of selling. Yeah. Right. Because I, it's not expensive gutter guards, right? Yeah. yeah. I always liken it to to you know if my wife was to to want to paint our main hallway a, a bright hot pink or something like that. I I'm you know we might not be ready to sell next weekend, but yeah. that that's something that's going to affect the resale value down the road. Oh, so <laughs> there, there is that. There is yeah. that. Well, uh, Jason, again, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, Jason Story from Perfectly Clear Window Cleaning and Gutter Maintenance. Your Please three remember. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That oh. Your choice is perfectly clear. Oh, look at that. Your choice is perfectly <laughs> clear. And again, you service Nanaimo South. You've got the three phone numbers, which you uh, gave us a little while ago. Uh, listeners can find it on the CFAX 1070 website that will post it. Uh, but thanks for coming and thanks for cleaning my windows. Thank you again. All right. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hey there, you're listening to The Whole Home Show and I'm Tony Joe. Every once in a while, I enjoy talking about other marketplaces because real estate, of course, is local. And in Victoria, we get a good sense of what's going on as far as market values, as housing, is the market strong, is it weak, buyer's market, seller market. Always great for us to go visit other market areas. I've taken you before, up and down the island. I've also gone across the country where we've talked to my colleagues in Vancouver, Calgary, and Toronto. Today, we also have another special guest. 
Uh, I'd like to welcome uh, my guest right now, Dan Gonan. Dan is with Remax Excalibur. He is on the telephone line right now, and you, Dan, are in Scottsdale, Arizona, right? Yes, yes, Tony. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, you know, I have to say to the listeners as well, I mean, I've had a chance to visit uh, Scottsdale, Phoenix uh, areas uh, a few times. Not not a lot, but I've gone down several times. You, my friend, are one of the best hosts uh, anyone could ever have. Uh, everything that I know about your area, your region, um, I learned from you. Yes, I always enjoy that. You know, when you when you come here, it's such a delight to do like a tour around the valley, and then we always like to try some good restaurants and yes. kind of show a little bit of real estate because it's in my heart. And um, you know, we always have a good time here. We do, yeah. And and again, you you are a great host. Now, you have been in the real estate business for uh, twenty like twenty three or twenty four years, right? Yes, yes. I started in ninety uh, three. Um, actually, I have an accent because I came here in 91 from Israel, uh-huh. and uh, since 93 I've been in real estate, and I live I live here in the Valley, I live here in Scottsdale, my family, and love it here. Yeah, so tell us about what's going on. Like, how, how is the market right now? First of all, uh, just before we went on air here, we were talking about the heat, because it is warm <laughs> in your neck of the woods, right? So- yes, it's not warm. It's like, it's it's by all means, it's hot, and if you can visualize it what you do you take your oven and you put it on 42 degrees <laughs> or 45 degrees well you're talking celsius here right celsius oh, yeah yes. and you stick your head well i try to translate it, it'll be easier for you okay. and and then you put your head in it and that's exactly how it is here right now oh. it's a it's a very dry heat yes. uh, which is good you know so we don't sweat as much but it's by all means it's hot so, uh, so it's even hot for in, it's, in, it's hot for you guys. It's very hot, um, and right now it's the extreme heat uh, season. Uh, they say it's a little bit unusual for the season, but I think they say it every year. You know, anyway. So, <laughs> so, uh, so the, now the real estate market. Let's go back in time a little bit because about ten years ago, when this whole subprime mortgage crisis happened in the United States, uh, there were a lot of properties in your market area that were being foreclosed on, right? Yes, I remember back in those days, uh, you know, you go with a buyer to show properties and and at least 60% of the properties you pull out, they're empty and they're owned by a bank. Mm-hmm. And you have to follow the type of rules and that they set to how to show the property and how to submit offers. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of competition on those properties. And a lot of them uh, you buy with, like, no guarantees uh, from the seller about the condition or anything else like this. Um, yeah, it was a crazy time. Yeah, and, and people were picking up these properties at, at, like, they were cheap, right? They were getting them at 60 cents on the dollar or whatever. They were valued at one point at, you know, $800,000, and they were picking them up for four or 500 right? Yeah, definitely. But Look, it's like when you look back, you know, we're all smart, you know, to say, okay, I should have bought it back then. But, but honestly, when I worked with in the market with uh, people back then, um, you know, just think about it. You know, you, just to make it easy, you buy, a, you think about a property that's normally sell for five hundred, and that market it was selling for let's say three hundred or four hundred thousand, and then the average. Uh, person kind of uh, afraid that it's uh, tomorrow it'd be worth even less yeah. so so it was like where is it going to end but after the fact like we all sit back and say oh yeah that was the bottom and that's why i should have bought it then but yeah but 
But when you're at that stage, you didn't think it's the bottom. You speculated. You took a huge risk. Yeah. And and some people bought back then, and they still pay too much. Yeah. Oh, so, well, okay. So so, but this is the thing, because here we are now uh, at, at at this stage. What has the market done? Like you you guys are are back. Like things are strong again, right? Yes. Overall, the the word right now is, is you saying that the market is pretty much normal. That means you get like a. Um, pretty normal appreciation, uh, but again, it's very spotty. Uh, if you, people that haven't been here in the market, they think, okay, Phoenix is a, is a, you know, one city, but we're a big metropolitan area, and that's something that people need to understand. Uh, it's about 100 miles by 110 miles, mm-hmm. which is a huge area. There's a lot of uh, there a cluster of big cities here, including like. Uh, Tempe, which is uh, has a big uh, economic engine like ASU, like the the school, they have seventy thousand students, uh, the largest enrollment in the country. Yes. Uh, we have Phoenix, we have Scottsdale, we have Paradise Valley, and then you have the, all the outskirts cities that uh, has different characteristics. And uh, many times uh, people uh, refer to that area, and, and and if you do an average or you you look at numbers from the whole metropolitan area, it's not quite fair. Because um, it depends. I, I, it depends on the location. Exactly. I focus mostly in like the the core part of town, uh, the more the higher end market, yeah. uh, Scottsdale and Paradise Valley, and some parts of Phoenix consider the higher end of our market. And uh, so, so give give our listeners give our listeners here a sense of like what what are prices like? Like, what's the average price of a home in in your market area? Uh, okay. So let's uh, let's uh, let's start in Paradise Valley. Paradise Valley, just to explain the characteristic of it, is uh, the uh, by across the board, it's about an acre. Oh. Each lot is at least an, one acre. Okay. And the value of that acre right now is between eight hundred thousand to a million two. Okay, just for the so land. The value of the land. Okay. Right, and okay. and then the value of the total investment is about uh, the land is a portion of it is about a quarter, if it makes sense. So, so a house. A house that's a, um, you know, like a, if you buy a lot for eight hundred thousand, you expect to have a home there for about uh, you know three million dollar right now. Got it. Okay. Um, what's the bottom end of the market? Like how 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 much does can somebody buy a house for? Okay. You know, generally, like uh, the if you across the statistic you see across the metropolitan area, you'll see homes for about one hundred fifty dollars a square foot. Okay. Um, but you're referring more to the outskirts of the areas, areas that uh, still they're still building. There's uh, still uh, they're still behind on infrastructure such as sometimes road and conveniences and, and lifestyle amenities. So those areas are many times you see people buy second home in like the peripheral areas. But I think it's a it's more a bigger speculation to buy something that far from a uh, part of from the center of town because. You don't know what you're going to get. You don't know what they're going to build next to you. You don't really know where is it going to end. And if investment is an important part of it, it's. I think you have a, you put your money in in, in uh, center of town. It's it's much safer investment. So now, uh, of say every ten buyers that you're working with right now, mm-hmm. how many of them are actually locals? Like I'm I'm curious to know uh, sort of on a percentage basis how many outsiders are buying and buying for. Uh, second homes or recreation? 
Yeah. Uh, well, our, our biggest uh, recreational market used to be like more uh, Canadian buyers, mm-hmm. um, you know, and because of the dollar valuation um, right now, it's a lot of Canadians kind of reluctant or start sitting on the fence and waiting for that. Um, however, you know, there's a lot of massive amount of Canadians that already have a U.S. investments and they uh, choose right now to change it. Mm-hmm. In other words, they got from a big house, they all of a sudden they'll buy a nice condo. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something you see that trend. Um, you'll see also uh, uh, people from uh, other countries mm-hmm. um, uh, that's coming here. A lot of it driven by uh, employment and and also people come from cold countries uh, or cold uh, climates. <laughs> it's almost like a necessity to have a place <laughs> yes. to escape to in, in some, with such a nice weather like we have. Um, you know, nine months out of the year, our weather is just fantastic. Uh, we have out of the three months, we have, you know, a period that it's really hot. And some um, out of this, maybe two weeks, that's super hot, like like this, you know. So, overall, the rest of the year is good. good I got to tell you, I always enjoy, like, uh, an outdoor patio in uh, Phoenix or Scottsdale where the misters are going on. So, they're... they're <laughs> There's, they, yeah, you guys need the mist to, uh, to get the weather down. You, you know, some, you just touched on something, and, and, and I, I want to kind of circle back here. So we talked about how 10 years ago the market uh, was soft in, in the states in general, actually, subprime mortgage. People were losing their homes. We know that a lot of Canadians were buying back then because our dollar was pretty well on par at the time, and they were buying cheaper, they were buying cheaper properties, yeah. right? Um, now, right now, the roles uh, have reversed because the exchange now, um, we would never, it's hard for us to buy in the States now because it's an instant 30% uh, premium on our dollar, right? Um, yeah. yeah, it's probably a good time for anyone who who had bought and owns a property in the States and maybe think about selling right now because you're, you're, people are buying at least, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Tony, that's an excellent point, and I want to bring it to... Uh, people's attention because it's very important to think uh, people that bought here like you know five ten years ago uh, a second home with the expectation of okay great we'll have this beautiful Scotts home on the golf course with all this great weather and everything and then you know life is busy you don't <laughs> they never don't, get there right Right, or you didn't yeah. spend enough time here to really justify keeping that investment yeah. so you just kind of take care of it, you have somebody here to maintain it for you, and then all of a sudden you get a few bills to fix the roof, to fix this, to fix that. Um, and then at the end of the day, you, you look at that and say, gosh, was it worthwhile to even have it? And from an investment standpoint right now, because market values are up from when they bought perhaps yeah. and the 30% exchange, uh, yeah. it's, it's a great time for Canadians to sell their U.S. properties, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. They can definitely, it's definitely time to at least consider cashing on. And, you know, if, uh, if the listeners want to call and, and find out what the property worth, yeah. it's, it's very, uh, it, it's, it's not a complicated process. I'll be happy to. Well, okay, so Dan, them. tell us, what's, give us your phone number and your uh, contact uh, uh, email. Yes, uh, my name again is Dan Gonen, G-O-N-E-N. And you can reach me via email. It's uh, dan, D-A-N, at azluxury.com. That's A-Z-L-U-X-U-R-Y.com. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I have a toll-free number that, <clears throat> especially for my Canadian friends, nice. it's a 888-55-GONEN. That's 888-554-6636. That's great. Yeah. 888-554-6636. Great. Great having you on, Dan. Uh, we could talk with you for a lot longer, but this is the end of our show today. Uh, so for anyone... Thinking about uh, either looking in the Arizona market or selling their uh, Arizona property, be sure to get in touch with Dan. That's the end of our show today. Uh, We'll be here for you on the Whole Home Show with Tony Joe this time next week.